Welcome to the show. It's your boy, Lewis. And it's your boy, Gibby. What's up, guys? Lizzie will not be joining us today, but she'll be Wah. back next week. Wah. The music intro today was by Foreigner, and the song is called I Want to Know What Love Is. Because I think last season, some of us may have experienced, you know, lost feelings for the Montreal Canadiens. So this is the perfect time for a song like that because we want, you know, it's preseason and we want to know what love is. So, you know, show us some love and make us love you again, Habs. Yeah, let's do it. So today we're going to talk about current events, some Habs news, early preseason standouts, good and bad, uh, line combinations. We're going to give you our thoughts on the Mark Bergevin interview, and we also talk most improved and least improved NHL teams. Uh, but first, in order to make this possible, even though we're ne- not getting paid, here's our sponsor. What if you could listen to what the most decorated Olympic athlete of all time was listening to as he gets focused for the biggest race of his life? What if you could hear what your favorite athlete was listening to while he was warming up catching balls in the end zone, or what that snowboarder was listening to while they were flying 150 feet through the air? What if you could listen to whatever anyone was listening to at the same point in time as them? What if I told you? Now you can. Ooh, I love that ad. Uh, tell them about it, Gibby. Sunspot. Connecting people with creators. Create a playlist, add tracks, share the link, listen to music at the exact same time as your friends. A silent disco for the World Wide Web. No ads, no fees, all yours. Sync, stream, share. Wow, Gibby, that was a great delivery. I'm downloading it again. I'm going to delete it because I already have the app (laughs) and re-download it. That's how good it was. Um, Now it's time for what has happened since we've been gone. So Sesame Street's writers came out and said that Bert and Ernie um, are indeed a gay couple. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So. Uh, uh. Hey, Bert. Hey, Aaron. Hey, I was wondering if you could do me a big favor. Oh, sure. Ernie, what is it? (laughs) I just wanted to play a clip of Bert and Ernie. So what do you think? I, I honestly thought that that was already confirmed, but. Uh, really? I mean, a lot of people were saying they were either brothers or they were a gay couple. Or they were best always friends. together. Or best friends, yeah. Yeah. I don't so. know. But there, there's people in the Sesame Street camp now saying that, no, they're just friends and that they don't have any sexual identification or something like that. I don't know. Pro sports. Maybe it's not a bad thing for them to identify like that because, you know, like I said, maybe it makes kids who actually are experiencing that as, as a young age not feel so alone, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not even know. that. It just, it kind of makes it like a norm. You know what I mean? Like, like your, yeah. your date, your local Sesame Street show has a gay couple. It's like kind of like, it's kind of yeah. like easing the kids into it type of thing, you know? I guess, but maybe they should just, yeah, I think they should just steer away from any couples, period, especially with kids, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Just everybody's friends. Yeah, that's it. Um, Jägermeister is now the official shot of the NHL. That's a nasty shot by <laughs> itself. That's nasty. That's rough. It is. I love it. It's, it's a rough shot. We call shot it the reindeer itself. from hell. It's a rough shot by itself. 
I don't know who invented that. Like one day, one guy was just like had like a bunch of medicine and he had vodka. Yeah, because it tastes like medicine. And Let's he be threw it all here. together. He's like, holy, Jagermeister. Mm. Jagermeister. <laughs> uh, Canelo Alvarez beat Triple G in another close fight. Yeah. Um, you watched the fight. I, I tr- did. Yeah. I tried. <laughs> I tried to watch the fight. I was. You were floating in and out. <laughs> yeah, I was. You, well, you were right beside me. I was just. Tiring day in Tired the sun. out, yeah. <laughs> um, I heard everybody yelling the whole time, so I guess it was a good fight. But Yeah, you know, I... Controversy a little bit. I could have scored it either way. Either Like, okay, I'll tell you one thing. I thought that it could have been a draw. I thought that uh, it could have gone either way, but i feeling like, you know, he won that first fight. Triple G won that first fight hands down. So I would have called this one a draw, too, and just to set up a third one. I think they both deserve it. But now it looks weird because it's going to be hard for Triple G to get that third fight because, you know, Canelo thinks he won the first one. Now he won the second one. I don't know. It just may not line up properly, but yeah, it was a good fight. I'll have to give both those fighters props. They stood in there. They, they boxed. They did not run from each other. So, mm-hmm. um, Johnny Football, he returned from injury. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know he was injured. Do you care? No, I don't because I didn't even know he was injured. <laughs> uh, does he finish the season strong in the CFL? Yeah, his team will go eight and eight, and they'll <laughs> win the Grey Cup. It's so terrible. <laughs> Have you seen standings? Like all of them are like I know. Like first it's, place listen, is like seven It's not and a big nine. league. It's not a big league. I'm not a fan of the CFL. I'm not gonna sit here and bash it because I'm sure a lot of people are. Canadians, you know, feel very prideful uh-huh. about the CFL. I think it's a trash league. I can't watch it, but it's. Okay, it's exciting, but as a league, it's garbage. It's exciting football to watch, but as a league, it's garbage. But yeah, yeah. whatever. So did you hear about who's getting the uh, halftime show? Do they have the moves like Jagger? Yes, they do. So Maroon 5 is getting the halftime show. How do you feel about Maroon 5? I like that. NFL. I like them. Halftime show. I like them. I'm, I feel it won't be as like pumped up as like your Justin Timberlake type performances, but Maroon 5's got a couple bangers that I'll, I'll bump. Yeah, and also they have some new songs with like Cardi B, right? So yeah. maybe they'll bring out some guests and they've they kind of gone a little more mainstream commercial, so you might see some collaborations. I think they'll be okay. I don't think it's going to be like greatest Super Bowl performance of all time. But yeah. maybe Maroon 5, I guess, could be a type of band that might appeal to all, you know, types of crowds, I guess. Or yeah. It's so. a very neutral genre. Yeah. So I guess it, it kind of makes sense. Uh, Ryan, Fratty, Fitzmagic, Fitzpatrick, and the Bucks get it done again. Is Fitzmagic, Fitzpatrick the real deal quarterback, or is it just luck? Fratty has always been the man. I love Fratty. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, th- this is what he does. He comes out strong for a few games, and then he'll go right down the dumpster again. Uh, he's not a bad quarterback. He's not bad. He's he serviceable. Great fantasy. He's Great serviceable. fantasy football. Right now. Right now, until yeah. he has a stinker. You know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, whatever. He's put up a lot of points lately. What he's got? What has he got? Seven touchdowns in <laughs> yeah, two yeah, games? Yeah. That's beauty. He would be having, like, career year number one if Patrick Mahomes wasn't so good. Yeah, my boy. Um, 
the B- Buffalo Bills Vontae Davis Terrible. retires at halftime so of a game, pulls himself, stupid. leaves the stadium. So stupid. If that was my dad, I'd be pissed. Yeah, man. Like, like okay, listen, I understand you don't feel regular. Like he says, oh, I didn't just feel like myself. Fine. Pull yourself from the game. Stand with your teammates on the sidelines. Don't leave the stadium and say, I retire. Like, that's embarrassing. I'm that's sorry. True. That's stupid. Just that's absolutely. Not, yeah, it's not. It's not fair to your teammates. Yeah. You make yourself look like a quitter. Yeah. I mean, just pull yourself out of the game. Say you're injured. And stay on the stand sidelines until the game is done. That is cowardly. Yeah, it's a Very punk, cowardly. it's a little punk move, and I don't I don't like it. I don't condone it. It's it's stupid. Yeah, uh, the staying on football. The Cleveland Browns they do it again, and by do it I mean blow it. And by blow it, are these guys ever going to be good? They stink. <laughs> are they ever going to be good? Are they ever going to kick the curse? No, I think they're going to maybe get f- six, five, six wins this year. <laughs> Actually, I, I was looking at their. Uh, their I schedule? said they'd win a game. Their so schedule, far, I'm wrong. Their schedule looks a little rough. I didn't want to put too much, you know. I didn't want to put all my chips on them. But I said they'd win a game. Still yet to prove me right. Uh, Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. Traded to the Patriots. The rich get richer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was per- the Patriots will make Josh Gordon into... 2015 or 14 Josh Gordon, the one that everybody... You know, fell in love with and you mean the guy, the top guy prior to actually playing because <laughs> I don't even think he played. I, no, I was sure like 2015 he, or 14, one of those years. He this is when he had a good year prior to smoking weed, yeah, something yeah. like that. So, I think the Patriots, I think this is huge for the Patriots. Yeah, I think the Browns good. are dumb for you know, I know he didn't disclose his injury or something like that, but yeah. I guess you know what, maybe it's just too many. He's he's had. Too many mistakes on that team. He's had a long enough rope, and this was probably the last call. They're like, sorry, man. This enough's enough. You're out of here. Yeah. And I mean, if they let him stay, then what kind of example are they setting for the new guys? So I I understand it. But watch. The Patriots are the that team that takes another man's trash and turns it into treasure. They do it to the Buffalo Bills all the time. Yeah. It's now let's switch gears to hockey. Some contracts been signed. So Sagan signed the eight-year, seventy-eight point eight million dollar contract, nine point eight five uh, per year. It's a good deal. I like. Yeah, the deal. I was. I'm upset because I was hoping. No. I'm like, never. when I saw Sagan doesn't have a deal, I'm like, maybe we can make it happen. No, never. But good for him. I think he's a good player. I like the way they introduced it though. Yeah. Like they announced it. That was awesome. Uh, like Super Mario, if anybody hasn't seen it, yeah. literally just go on Twitter, type in Sagan contract announcement, and I'm sure it'll Is pop Tonky up. Is Tonky Kong? Was it Super Mario? Or it Donkey was Super Kong? Mario. Oh, Super man. Mario. It was awesome, man. The original Super Mario. It was great. Yeah, that was awesome. It was um, a good deal. Uh, a guy we're going to see tonight, Alexander Barkov, is the captain of the Panthers. Alexandre. No, he's just Alexander. Yeah. Alexander. Alexander. Alexander Barkov. Yeah. That's a good pick. I heard that he's a well-liked guy in the room. He's a stud player, so good for him. Uh, Josh Morrissey signs a two-year, $3.25 million deal with the Jets. Looks like a bridge deal. Yeah. It's a pretty good deal, though, 3.25 million. Yeah, he's, he's a good, a good he's player. A player. And then good I think player. right after that, Darnell Nurse kind of saw what happened, and he pretty much signed the same thing, two-year, $3.2 million per. So he said, oh, okay, let me prove myself. The P.K. Subban. I think he's a little Some bit might call it the P.K. Subban now because we did that with P.K., signed the bridge deal, and then, yeah. then he got big money. So prove yourself and get yeah. that big buck. Yeah. We got another one. Uh, and then, yeah, so Buffalo Bills. They saw, I'm, 
<laughs> nobody wants that. the Buffalo Bills ain't signing nobody. Who cares who they signed? <laughs> the Buffalo Sabres signed Sam Reinhart. Two year, three point seven six million per year. Another good uh, bridge deal. He gets the most out of the three. Is he the better out of the three? Is Sam well, Reinhardt better than Nurse and Morrissey? Well, Morrissey and Nurse are D-men. Reinhardt's a center, so. Is he worth more, though? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think of the three, I think Darnold Nurse is the least valuable in my eyes. I, I don't yeah, I don't think Darnold Nurse. I know. I don't really see much special. Yeah, I think yeah. he's a good player. I don't think He'll he's be solid. reached his full potential. He'll have a solid career, but I don't think he's anything special just as of yet. So, yeah. Hopefully, okay. in the bridge deal, he can prove himself. All right, yeah, cool. And then now Habs news. Uh, almost 40-year-old Joel Ward was signed to a PTO. Yeah, it's... Bridgerman always tries to, like, hit a home run with these 87-year-old guys <laughs> throwing out a PTO. He's like, yeah, Mark's here's a right. PTO. <laughs> yeah, here's a PTO. Hope for the best. Alex yeah. Salmon. <clears throat> yeah, there's so many. <laughs> no, nah, but listen, Joel Ward, yeah, he's old. But I think it's good. It shows these young wingers. It's going to give them that extra spark to say, hey, you, you know, if you don't work out, if you don't work hard enough, we have a veteran who, who's going to easily take your spot. Yeah. So it pushes them. I think it creates some healthy competition. I mean, if it, I mean he's, no, he's not going to be a top nine guy. I can only see him maybe plugging in as a fourth guy or maybe even a depth guy if someone gets injured. Mm-hmm. So it can't hurt. Um, Habs signed uh, Captain Kirk Muller to two-year extension. I think that's good. I liked it, yeah. I really liked looking behind the bench the other night, and, and it just feels like we finally have like a really actual, good group. Yeah. Like I, just looking at Ducharme and looking at uh, you know Muller and Julian and uh, the defensive coach, what's his name? <sighs> I forget his name. Luke Richardson. Oh. So looking at all those guys there, it just looks like a new revamped coaching squad, and I – for some reason, I just feel confident looking yeah. at that bunch. You know what I mean? A lot better than looking at J.J. Jean-Jacques. Yeah. <sighs> I hated looking at that guy in that little Donald Trumpy haircut. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and then this is kind of sad news. Nicola Delorier, he left Monday's preseason game after a fight, out indefinitely with a facial fracture. Um, that's – and me and you touched on this, like, through text, obviously – like, do you, do you, like, do you think it's a right thing to fight in preseason? I, I think it's a bad idea. I think it's a, but like, look you know, at what happens. Like, there's two things here. One is a lot of guys are coming into, into I get the league. That young And they're kid. trying to prove themselves it, and show the rule. And it was, it was, it, the kid that he fought was a young kid that was trying to prove exactly. himself. And if you look at the play, and I've looked at the play, okay, Delorier delivers a big hit. Yeah. on him, and Buddy just comes right after him, yeah. drops the gloves. It's an instigator, should be an instigator. Mm. Buddy comes right after him. Delorier's not going to back down. No. Hey, I give the guy props. He took a shot, but ended up still winning that fight. Yeah. He's ha- he hung on. Yeah, because I think it was and the then hit him with shot. A, hit him with some lefts and, put, and got the takedown. Mm-hmm. That's a tough guy. I really hope he doesn't miss a lot of time because I feel like he, this guy has an important role on this team, especially if some of the young guys make it. Mm-hmm. We're a small team again. Yeah, and you need so someone to protect I, I really hope it doesn't take too long, and I hope that this doesn't affect the way he plays. Maybe he should, you know, think about dropping the gloves. It doesn't have to drop the gloves, but... Not in preseason, man. But to tell you the truth, I can't blame him for that. It's not his fault. Buddy yeah, came okay. after him. What's he going to do, curl up? Buddy dropped the gloves and came after him. Yeah, I So, it. I mean, there's what, what else can you do? And it happened so fast. So you got a guy in your face, drops the gloves, and he started punching. 
I'm hitting him with a stone cold stunner. And he he started throwing right away. He dropped yeah. and started throwing. I'm it's not like there was like, hey, you want to go, buddy? Hey, you want to go? There was none of that. It was fast. Skate so. to the groin, stone cold stunner. But yeah, like I definitely agree with you. I don't I don't think that it doesn't belong. Yeah. In in hockey, fighting. I mean, not in hockey. Sorry, I'm I'm a big guy who believes in it belongs in hockey. But just it doesn't belong in the preseason. No. Anyway, time for us to get into this show. our first set of topics so who has stood i know it's early mm-hmm. but who has stood out to you so far through camp give me some positives give me some negatives for the team um so a few players i really like that i saw this is mostly based off of the one game and then the red versus blue or red versus white sorry um houdon chaput and de la rose all three of them did very little things that I think go unnoticed. Mm, interesting. Um, they win their battles in the corners. De La Rose, in my opinion, he had such a strong game. And I actually had, not an argument, but I had a discussion with um, with Treg on Twitter. And he was basically saying, um, and I get it. I 100% get it. With He was basically saying that De La Rose has, like, has to step his game up mm-hmm. in order to prove that he's able to stay on the roster. But yeah. honestly, like... I think the reason why De La Rose will stay on the roster is because of the fact that you have, th- you have, you just you have like almost like glue guys, and I feel like De La Rose is that glue guy. He he does things that are that go unnoticed by like the average fan that a coach would pick up. He's honestly, I I, I compare him to a young shutdown Placanic. His his penalty kill ability is great from what I saw so far. So. I'm really, I'm really liking De La Rose so far, mostly. I also really enjoyed Hunter Shinkarik's play. Yeah, his I, thought, last game. I thought he was pretty good. Um, he, looked, he looked like he fit really well in the game. He helped, out, he helped grind out the corners, win battles, establish the forecheck. Um, Tatar looked really good. His intensity was up. He, he drove to the net, created a lot of chances. Um, Kokaniemi, even though he did have a, a, a very quiet game, mm-hmm. I felt like... He drew two penalties, which was good. Obviously. He's good at that. That's yeah. one thing I noticed about yeah, him. Yeah, because he's he's a little quick, he agile guy, right? So he's gonna he's gonna get uh, he's gonna get the um, the the draws of penalties. Um, and then obviously his goal, it wasn't like anything fantastic. It was a nice very it was a nice feed from I believe took a was, hit though made yeah, the play took a hit I believe made the play it was and I finished. believe it was Valiev that gave him the feed and yeah. then he buried from the hash mark. So yeah, those 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 guys have really impressed me so far. Yeah, so I'll start with Kotka Niemi, and we're gonna nickname him Kotka. Kotka, okay. It's Kot- trademarked by Habilisson. Kotka, Kari, Kotka, Kotki. Uh, he still has a lot of work to do. Okay, but from from what I've seen from the kids so far, I think it's very encouraging. Mm-hmm. I think def- defensively, he's totally up to speed. 
right? Maybe playing a little too cautious. I found in that game he was playing a little too cautious at time. But I still think that it's a good thing. You know what I mean? Because some guys, they try out to come out there and they make a lot of mistakes. I didn't see him doing that. I saw him not doing much, but also making some smart, high-percentage hockey plays. Uh, he's got an active stick in the offensive zone, and he is shifty, so he does draw those penalties. Um, he, like, he's not a bad skater, but no. he, he's definitely not a smooth skater by any means. He's a little bit choppy at times when he's skating, not that, like a smooth stride. That was his criticism. A lot of yeah, people Yeah, which is okay. That. Like, I still think he, he sees the game well. He's smart. Um, I think it's going to be hard not to give him at least the nine games. Yeah, I but think I think though. overall, I hope he stays in North America to to stay get used to that small ice. Mm. I'm hoping that maybe they do that, but we'll see. Um, as for other standouts, I, I liked what I saw from Tatar as well. I, mm -hmm. I think he he looks like he has a chip on his shoulder. Looks like he's going to be a really good piece in this offense. I'm optimistic about him. I liked what I saw from Jolson. He looked poised. Looked like really looked like that guy from last year, but a lot more comfortable. Uh, Victor Mete actually looked really good, mm -hmm. and I expected, you know, something different. I think I might eat my words from last week if that keeps up. Um, and, you know, I kind of disagree with you. And I said it on the last episode, JDLR, for me, I don't think he's looked any different. I think he, this is kind of what he did last year. Um, yeah, he had a good game, but I don't think he did anything special. That's why I don't think he's going to make the team. And if he does, maybe he's a guy sitting out waiting for an in injury. I think Pekka, I mean, we got to see more from Pekka. He played really good in the intra-squad game. So I'm thinking he's the number three center and um, Placanish is number four. And JDLR and Big Mac are going to need to show a lot more to make this team. You know what I mean? And, and I'm not putting my money on it. I, d I don't think he played bad. I just feel like we want to see something more from him. And if this Pekka kid can show a little bit more, then I don't see them, you know, choosing uh, JDLR over Pekka. But I don't know. We'll see. It's still early. There's still a lot of time for these guys to prove it. Um, but, yeah, uh, I guess the positives. Do you have positives from the actual team itself and negatives? Or I mean, the only negative I can really think of was our power play. Looked really bad. Yeah. In preseason, though, it's going to be tough because yeah, you, you don't really have it. all the guys but going I, I honestly, there. I didn't really see any negatives. The only one negative I guess I could really talk about was the hiccup last game from Dupre. Yeah, he uh, didn't have a good game, Dupre. Really? I don't think he had I a thought, good game. I thought, after, I thought after that hiccup where he fed, he basically just said, here, take the puck and but go. But for a guy who's trying to make the team, no, 100%. not good enough. And that, that mistake that's, was... That's was a bad mistake, but I felt like him and Valiev actually... Valiev, I became, thought, was solid. They, they ended up having a steady game after that. But um, positives... Yeah. Well, I, you, know, you know what I think, though? I think that overall the defensive system looked good. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the one thing. I'm uh, Like, there was a couple individual mistakes, yeah, but overall the defensive system looked good, especially on the penalty kill. I felt like they were a little more aggressive. You know, they weren't playing so spaced out like they used to, giving people yeah. uh, shots. I thought that was good. Um, yeah. I think the one negative, too, is that the, the offense kind of lacked creativity, especially early on. Um, but like I said, it's still early in the preseason. Yeah. There's still some time for them to, to put this all together and unlock the chemistry. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so...
Just talking about line combinations. Have you seen anything you like so far? If so, not, you got some recommendations. What, so do you, I, what do you see? I touched on more the defensive end, where I really, I really liked the Mete Jolson combo. Yeah, I felt like Jolson and Mete really complement each other. Uh, Jolson looked really poised. He looked confident jumping up in the play. Jolson's defensive strength also allowed uh, it kind of like set Mete free to create more offense in the offensive zone. Mm-hmm. I felt like I saw Mete down low a lot. And Jolson was staying high, and I felt like having that type of contrast to each other, it really that, showed. That could be, really, it could be a dangerous. The, that could be the pairing, the pairing of the future too. Yeah. Right? Um, as for the, it was Tatar. Who was it? Give me, give me some help here. It was Tatar. Who was on that that top line with uh, Tatar? Tatar, Dino, yeah. and Lekkonen. Or was it Galley? No, Galley. Sorry, Galley. Galley yeah. to So that I, li- I really liked that line. That line I felt like with Gallagher. Gallagher's a workhorse. Um, Tatar with the goal scoring ability, I liked it a lot. And Dino with the Dino just is Being just the a only steady. Center. Just yeah, he's just <laughs> honestly though. Dino's just steady. He's just a steady player. I feel like all three of those guys they they're a good balanced line. So I really liked that line as well. What about uh, what about you? What are your yeah? Like comment? I thought that was a good line. I think that's something we might see if if success if they can find some goals and they can yeah. run into some goals and success. I'm not gonna say continues because it wasn't that successful, but it looked okay at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say I see something that I automatically like yet, but I think we'll have to revisit this soon. But Dom Domi drew in in Armia. I'm excited to yeah, see that. Yeah, I'm tonight. excited for. So I mean, there's been good reviews so far. Of that line, and maybe if Domi starting at center is going to unleash Druen's true potential, then I'm all for it. So, I mean, let's be honest. There's no number one center on this team. You're going to see a lot of mismatches this season, especially on the road. I think you might even see Plakanich slotting in in some places where we don't want to see him, but I think that might happen. But I think our goal is to try and make uh, three balanced lines because you're not going to have one full out first line you're going to need to make three balanced lines yeah um and then uh, suzuki with sherback and byron i'm excited to see that tonight i want to see what suzuki can do and we need to see sherback um paired up with a good centerman because i think that i actually think that this line here could possibly be a third line in this league Mm -hmm. we'll see um but yeah i think We'll have to wait and see. I want to see Pekka tonight. I think he can ultimately be the, the third-line center. Yeah. But who knows? This team is, is kind of small. If maybe they favor that steady play of JDLR, who's a big, strong guy, I mean, only time will tell. Um, okay, so the Mark Bergevin interview. Yeah. You heard it. What did you think? Um, I took away a lot of... A lot from from the interview actually um marinero obviously for those of you who don't know basically it was an interview between marinero tony marinero from six uh tsn 690 and bergevin he ended up getting him in the studio so he took about an hour it was about an hour um an hour long interview yeah so with regards to galchenyuk uh, Marinero asked him the question about drafting Galchenyuk as a center. Bergevin's answer, I didn't like it. I didn't like the the answer. He he basically he said they only saw him in the tourney, 
and the six games that he played in the playoffs, basically blaming his injury for not seeing him enough, said his development wasn't was better off on the wing, mm-hmm. which I think is an unfair assessment. We didn't give him enough. Like, uh, the fact of the matter is we didn't give him enough chance at center. I don't care what anybody says. You cannot tell me that you gave him enough chance at center. No, and, and it, I mean, his numbers were better at center. Yeah, so. they, they set him up for, with failure, for failure. And then, actually, an interesting question that I really liked. Marinero ended up saying, um, what about, why didn't you guys, uh, like, do you think it would have been better if he were to play a year in, at, in juniors? Um, kind of like, just let him marinate and, since he missed time, let him play center. Mm-hmm. I thought, I I thought it was it's a, it's a quality question. It's a good question you can ask. Yeah, he's been on that for a while, man. And I Bergevin didn't believe it. I thought it would. I listen. He did say though Bergevin that like he said, "Hey, man, we had camp. He had a strong camp. He won the job out of camp." All right. It happens. You yeah. got to give a chance to the young guys. It was a new young toy. He came out to play. Everybody was excited about him. And they just let him play. See, and this is this is where I want to. This is where this is where I took this. I don't want guys like Suzuki and Kotkaniemi to be treated the same way that they treated Galchenyuk. Yeah, the new toy, like you said, the hype behind all these guys. I don't want just to kind of like give the fans kind of what they want. I don't want that because I don't want the expectations of these kids to get to their head and kind of let them coast, and then they mistreat them. Yeah, I think I think I agree with you. I think he was mishandled. I definitely yeah. think he was mishandled, but there it is. It was because at that time there was such a need. His first-round draft pick. Yeah. He, he had a strong camp. You know, some coaches, I don't think that this new coaching staff would allow that to happen. I think they would be a little more hesitant to allow the rookie to make it. Mm-hmm. But back then, I think we were just so hungry for something. Yeah. The team was pretty competitive. They thought, and well, they, they were pretty competitive, so they thought they were able to kind of shelter him in amongst the, the talent on the team. So I could see where the mistake was made, but yeah, I do agree that it probably was a mistake. Yeah. Um, and they obviously with the news of Max Pacioretty being traded, he touched on that. Marinero asked what happened with Max Pacioretty. Did he request the trade or not? Bergman seemed to lead towards yes, uh, but he said maybe Patches has to, uh, has to, I guess, follow up with that and explain himself because Patches ended up saying it was a misinterpretation. Yeah, yeah. I think he, he did request the trade, okay? It's over. Yeah. It's done with. Because now he's traded. It's over with. <laughs> now, the return for Patches, as we know, was Tatar, Suzuki, and a second. Bergerman said it was the best offer that they got. Do you believe it? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they had a better offer from L.A., but remember, Pacioretty didn't uh, accept the trade. So. Yes. Because he wasn't going to sign, so the trade kind of got vetoed. Yeah. Um, it, I guess it kind of put like the rumors of L.A. It kind of sizzled it. Um, but he I, he did because Pierre Maguire says there was a better offer, and then uh, Mark Bergevin called Pierre Maguire. He said he couldn't. Well, he didn't say it right directly to him, but he said he couldn't be more wrong, which is always nice to hear. Yeah, <laughs> a chirp on Maguire. He couldn't be more wrong. Yeah. Um, he spoke he spoke highly about Tatar, uh, being a hard worker, battles in corners, and him having the ability to score goals. I feel like Mark has this character or like uh, this like what's the word i'm looking for here like this prized 
player that he just looks at with like that he wants on the team and the guys like Gallagher, like the Gallagher type player, which he, he, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's nothing bad, but I feel like he like literally just tries to go out and get all these hardworking guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, he doesn't realize that maybe that's how it was back in his day yeah. playing, but times have changed now. Um, he spoke highly on Suzuki said as of right now, he's not on the depth chart to make the team, but he said, Hey, anything can happen at camp. If he impresses us enough, you never know. Yeah. Um, then Marinero ended up discussing the attitude with like the, the rumors of people saying that Bergeron doesn't have, if the players don't fit the attitude and that Bergeron's trying to portray, then he ships them out. Um, which in all honesty, it, it points to yes. It's, it, he, he denies it, but it points to it. Mm-hmm. Guys like Subban. Guys like Galchenyuk, Pacioretty, all the guys that had these problems with attitude and not being able to fit the mold that Bergerman was portraying, they don't fit, boom, they're traded. And then he says that that's not the case, but the, like it's right in front of us. And actually, Lizzie said something um, on the podcast last week that really stuck with me. She said something about um, Bergerman has this, like, his his ego, he's like an egotistical guy where his ego gets the best of him type of thing. Yeah. And he seems to be this alpha type who wants to kind of, he wants people to bend over backwards for him and stroke his ego. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree with that. So maybe these guys, I don't know, maybe they didn't end up getting the, uh, didn't end up stroking his ego the right way. Uh, touched on Carey Price, said Carey Price's uh, struggles were nothing to be too... Worried about he's going to bounce back. He believes that Carey Price is a little sensitive, so maybe the pressure... He did. He said Carey's a sensitive yeah, kid. I don't yeah. know how Carey's <laughs> going to feel about that. Yeah. Um, now, this... Like, when he... Tony Marinaro discussed Nikita Sherbeck, which kind of... It kind of irked me the wrong way mm-hmm. um, because I believe he's a stud. And yeah. I think he'll make the team without a doubt in my eyes. And he touched on him. He says he has a few minor kinks to work out his, on his game, but really spoke. What, what really kind of came out to me was Lekkonen. He literally praised Lekkonen while, like, the question was about Sherbeck, and he literally just deflected and said, Well, Lekkonen is yeah, a complete it, player. It, it gives, like, similarities to how he would speak about Galchenyuk and those other guys. Yeah. We're like, Well, it's not always about the goals, it's about yeah. things you do away from exactly. the puck and stuff like that. I get Again, it. with this with this like character guy that yeah, he like looks where at, you right? want every single player to be fit that robot mold that you've created. Yeah. Now uh we sp- they they spoke on the depth chart, which I really liked because we found out Domi is Right now, listed gonna play at center, center, and Drouin's going to play wing. Yes, he's listed at center, and Drouin's going to play wing. Now, Love he that. never said, and they kind of blew this out of context, he never said that Domi is the number one center. No, no. He just said that Domi on, is at center. Deneau, on the depth chart. Yes, yes. JDLR, McCarron. Uh, Anything can change. I don't even think he said Pekka, did he? Plakanich. No. I don't even think he said Pekka. No, and it's funny. We actually, when Domi originally got traded for Galchenyuk, we actually, I believe it was... You were, it was one of us, obviously, because we're the only two on the podcast. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, not anymore. Yeah, Lizzie. Lizzie. She'll show, be back Lizzie. next week. Uh, <laughs> we actually said he played center and had success in Arizona. He did. He, at times, so, and actually, I saw some video and some tape on yeah. him where he does some pretty good things at center. So we'll see how the experiment works so out. So it was good. And then the, the new plan. 
that they spoke about because Marinero was like, what's the plan here? What, what are you looking to do? I really liked his answer. He basically, as a, I'll sum it up, basically he said, we're trying to go young. We want to get younger, faster, stronger, mm-hmm. but we also want to keep the veteran guys. So obviously I personally think the veteran guys refer to guys like Weber, Petrie, Placanic type of guys. Um, I, and he also, he kind of hinted at a retool over the next few years. So which, which is what they've said. hundred percent, which is completely fine. I think it is the route that we should go. Yeah. He's not, he's, he's not, he doesn't want to tank. No, he doesn't want to tank. He, they're going to, they're going to try to compete, but while doing that, they're going to build and stock shelves, stock the shelves through the draft. Um, so yeah, I don't know. All in all, I think, I thought it was a good interview. Yeah, it was. I thought it was a good interview. Yeah. Some some of some of Mark Bergevin's usuals, you know, if you you heard his interviews before, yeah. there's a lot of the same stuff. Uh it was a good interview. Mm-hmm. But um one thing going back on the Pacioretty thing, Francois Gagnon, your favorite yeah. analyst, uh <laughs> came on this <laughs> terrible. <laughs> came on the on TSN radio and said that there was rumors of the Pacioretty camp calling NHL teams specifically the Panthers uh to see if they had interest. Oh my so God. maybe that's where the so-called misunderstanding, maybe Mark took that as he wanted a trade, he wanted out. Again, uh, this is bad communication skills from Mark because all on. you have to do is call him and that could be cleared up by a, a meeting or a phone and, call. And that goes back to Mark's ego. Yeah, that's what I mean. So Mark's if, ego if, is I don't know. Hurt. This is speculation. I'm not saying that that's yeah, the reason, 100%. but Francois Gagnon did mention that this week. Okay, but but that doesn't make like why if if they're not looking to get if if Patrick is not looking for a trade or looking to leave, why would you say is there interest? Why would no, you No, that's what I'm saying. That could be what what Mark Bergervan thought as, you know, that's, that's him asking not, for a trade. Not, that's, that's the equivalent, a, right? But that's not a misinterpretation. Misinterpretation. That's that that's clear cut. Why are you why are you appealing? Like right, right. You know right. what I mean? But it's then like, again, that's we don't know if that's yeah, for it's sure. All, but it's Francois Gagnon does you know, he's a pretty respectable guy. Um, Allegedly. I'm kidding. So I mean, yeah. Another takeaway I had from the interview too is uh the Markov. Sorry, I, stuff. I rambled hard. It's okay. No, it's good. The Markov stuff. Yeah. Now he was asked if Markov asked to come back. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um he said that, you know, he didn't say no. He, he just said uh, it's complicated and you have to clear waivers, yeah. which I thought was interesting because maybe, again, being too prideful and kind of like, hey, you decided to leave, so live with it, right? Because mm. that was interesting because let's say if he said, yes, Markov did ask, but at that time we, we didn't, you know, we, had, we were given chances to other guys, would have been a bad thing. He would have got roasted, especially considering the state of the defense last season. We could have used a guy like Markov. So he didn't completely shoot that down. I thought he kind of tippy-toe danced around that, just saying, hey, there's things that go in place. He has a KHL contract. He has to clear waivers, blah, 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 but never straight up said no. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you. I think that the message and direction of the team, younger, faster. But, I mean, of course, duh, that's just the way the NHL is. If you're going to say we want to get big and strong, and, of course, you're not going to say that. Uh, the Pierre Maguire stuff, of course, I thought was funny. That, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. always good. Um, and then, hey, he kind of insinuated that the attitude problem is Pacioretty and Chucky, right? So yeah. there's no more excuses now, Mark. No more excuses. No. Okay. 
Now, if the attitude problem was them, we're going to see it now. And I'll, I'll give them one thing. I do hear right now, and I mean, it's pretty common for players to do this, but this year kind of seems different. A lot of players talking about the vibe and the energy around camp this year and, and saying it's positive and everybody's ready to work and, and work hard. And also even Kirk Muller this week was on the radio talking about it too. They were talking about his two-year extension. And he mm-hmm. said, man, it's just this year in camp, there's a good feeling. There's a good buzz. There's a lot of young, hungry kids. I liked to hear that. So Yeah, and you haven't heard... you haven't heard that kind of like positivity going into the season. No, I, th- I thought like, I, I don't know, maybe if we're just looking for it more because yeah, of we're coming off such a bad season, but at the same time, it feels different for me. Yeah. I feel like there's a no, lot I, of young, hungry kids on this team. Last year was different. I kind of expected a different team. It felt like there was a lot more uh, confidence in the team mm-hmm. where this year it's not confidence. It's more of hunger of I'm out to prove something, yeah, which I think like, is always a good thing. What's the word I'm looking for here? Like anticipation type of thing. Like you're anticipating the season because you're like excited well, for all the Well, they got something to kids. prove. Yeah. They got something to prove. Yeah. Because like I said, everybody and their mother has them ranked at the bottom. So yeah, low expectations. Okay, so tonight, obviously I hate recording on game day, but we yeah. got to do it. Montreal versus Florida, game preview and predictions. What do you got? What, what are you excited for? What's your preview and predictions? Well, I'm excited for... Well, do you want to do you want me to list off the the lineup for Montreal? Sure, yeah. Okay, so we have Druen left wing, Domi center, Armia right, Byron Suzuki, Sherback, Augustino, Pekka, Grenier. Uh, See that right there, and that kind of that line there looks like a Laval rocket line. Yeah, and you know what? I was actually gonna touch on that. But if Suzuki doesn't make the team, maybe Pekka slots up one. Right? Exactly. I think they want to see where Suzuki is at. Yeah. And then Pekka will probably. If slot he struggles up in this thing. game, I'm thinking if Suzuki struggles in this game and we need some goals and it's not happening from that line, that you might see Pekka do the swap with Suzuki. Yeah. Event, like maybe second second period. We'll see. Maybe not this period. early because at the end of the day, it is still preseason. Yeah. But maybe we still count. have I think what, five more games after this. So. Yeah. Uh, so Teasdale, McCarron, Bitten finish off the fourth line. <laughs> That's uh, a studly line. Yeah. So going on the forwards, well, I'll touch on the forwards after. Um, the defense is Ben Petrie, Riley Lernout, Woulette, and Brooke. And then Price Niemi. So Price is going to get the start. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know if he's playing the full game or what. Yeah, I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll start and then yeah. do the same thing halfway through the game. Yeah, yeah. Do okay. a swap. Um, I'm really excited for the Domi Armia Druen. Obviously, I want to see Domi at uh, at center. I want to see Druen released, 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 and <laughs> un- unleashed. Oh, whoa! Release and unleashed uh, on the wing. Armia, I'm excited to see him. Uh, I really the the one line that stood out to me is the Byron Suzuki Sherback line. Yeah, I'm really excited to see that. I want to see Sherback his his little nifty Sherback moves. Yeah. Paul Byron. Hi guys, I'm Paul Byron. Hey guys. Um, and then I'm I'm just I'm excited to see Suzuki. I'm really excited to see yeah, Su- yeah. Suzuki. Now for the defense, really want to see Josh Brook. Yeah. Really Number seventy six. JB Justin Bieber seventy six. Number seventy six. That's yeah. That's the probably the only Josh Brook. That's I don't know I don't I'm 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 <laughs> over Jordy Ben I'm over him I don't think he should make they the should, team. You know what they should do? They should trade Jordy Ben to the New York Islanders, 
because Lou Lamorello has a clean shaven <laughs> policy. Just and he'll have every, to shave his beard. Yeah. You think he would? What would he do? He would like decline <laughs> a trade or something. Or oh not, man, I would be so play. cruel, man. He's worked so hard on that beard. Yeah. Um. So the Florida Panthers released their lineup. It was a lot of NHL players. Um, so my prediction for the game is it's going to be a good game. Um, I think it's going to be, unfortunately, a 3-2 loss. Uh-huh. Okay. Hey, the score doesn't matter. Yeah. Development matters. Exactly. Um, I think for me, what I'm – I first things first is Carey Price. I need to see a solid performance from him. I know it's preseason. He doesn't have to be lights out Carey Price, but yeah. at the same time, I kind of need to see something good from him to kind of ease my nerves. I agree with you. Domi, Drew, and Armia. I'm excited to see that line. Suzuki, of course. Um, you know, that line as well. But the one thing is I don't have a pairing that I'm excited for, but one, I want to see the defense kind of pick up yeah. on what the other guys, the other group showed. I want them to be, you know, same structure. I thought that as a group they played pretty solid last game, mm-hmm. and I want to see that same thing. If I see that again, it seems like they're teaching a new system, a and new the, structure. And the system's and working. And I feel like that's that's a positive thing because of how bad the defense was last season. Yeah. So that's one thing I'm looking forward to today. We'll see if that happens so uh now it's time for a new segment it's called gotta have it or trash it welcome ladies and gentlemen to gotta have it or trash it where i'm your host lewis lewington (laughs) welcome gibby hello lewis (laughs) To the first episode of Gotta Have It or Trash It. Your first question, Max Domi, is he going to become the number one center on this team? Gotta have it or trash it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trash it. I'm going to trash it. Okay, and how come? I'm going to trash it for now. Are you talking for the future or just this season? I'm just saying... In general. In general. Okay, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trash it simply because I don't want him to be, be, be the number one center. <laughs> Obviously, for obvious reasons, we have the prospects to have number one centers like Kokaniemi, Paling, all those types of guys. So I'm going to trash it. Okay. Okay, fair, fair, fair enough. Uh, Charlie Lindgren beats out Niemi for the backup spot. Got to have it or trash it? I got to trash it. Got to <laughs> trash it. Uh, okay, how come? Lindgren is a guy that needs to get in at least 50 games. He is still developing. I don't think him being the backup is a good thing for him, so I'm going to trash it. Okay, so that's fair enough, fair enough. Now, there's rumors of Mayweather versus Pacquiao too. Got to have it or trash it? I got to have it. I always... All I, right. It's exciting. Yeah? It's, uh, you want to see the two old dogs back yeah, in the ring? These fights should have happened like eight years ago, but... The excitement behind it, like last last time we watched it in the backyard, was great. Yeah. So I loved it. So I'm going to have it. Okay. Proper number 12 is Conor McGregor. He's coming out with his own whiskey. Got to have it or trash it? Got to have it. Got to have it. All right. I'm a whiskey guy, so <laughs> I, I like my whiskey, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have it. Oh, yeah? You're going to have it? I'm having it. You're going to turn into a habit? Yeah. Don't drink too much, kids. Uh, MMA fighter, okay. <laughs> MMA fighter Tyrone Woodley makes a song called I'll Beat Your Ass. Uh, 
Hold on, let me play a little clip for you. Yeah, oh. Gotta have it or trash it. I'm trashing that. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> no. Tyron, stick to beating ass in the ring because that song was ass. <laughs> that was terrible. I'm trashing that, it. That was terrible. Okay. And Coca-Cola is in talks to make cannabis-infused um, drinks. Gotta have it or trash it. Wanna get What do you think? Gotta have it or trash it? Gotta have it. <laughs> Gotta have it. All right. Gotta have it. How come? Ah, you know, it's... Uh, it's gonna like, be legal. It's gonna be legal in Ontario, Canada, or whatever. Hey, Coca-Cola was probably the first drug-infused drink ever back in the day yeah. when they used to Cocaine. use Coca-Leaf. So they're just, getting, they're just getting back to their roots, aren't they? Yeah. All right. So that was it. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of... Gotta have it or trash it. Thanks for joining me, Gibby. Thanks, Lewis Lewington. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Want the latest Habs news with game previews, reviews, and highlights? How about full coverage of development camps and special events? Looking to follow the Laval Rocket or the Brandon Beast more closely this season? Perhaps you'd like to learn more about team prospects. Would you like a place to socialize with hockey fans all over the world? We've got what you're looking for at allhabs.net, the place where you'll find everything you need to be the most informed and connected Habs fan around. Allhabs.net. And we're back. Back at it again. Back at it again. It's Lewis and Gibby and friends. Gibby and friends with Lewis. Okay, so quick thoughts. We know preseason is not that important, but last year was a dreadful preseason. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't hurt to win. So how many games would you like to see the Habs win out of seven? First off, I would like to just say... That last preseason in the NFL, the Eagles, I don't even think, won a game, and we're the champs. So, back to the Habs. Um, out of seven, I'd like, to, I'd like them to go 500. Okay. Well, you can't really go 500 with seven games. So, four games, win four games. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to say above 500. I'd like to see that. So, four games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so four out of seven. Yeah, four, four and three. I'd like to see that. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Okay. I agree with you. Okay. All right, and this is your forte. I want you to choose two snacks that you eat at a live hockey game. The go-tos, you got to have them every single time. Two of them. Okay, so if you guys have not tried this yet, you guys are missing out on life. I don't care what anybody says. Peanut butter M&Ms. It's a thing. Try it. It's fantastic. They're absolutely to die for. Okay. That and uh, let's go with like a sour key cherry blaster type thing. Mm. Like like a like a like a sour candy. We'll go with just in general a sour candy. 
So you're going hard candies. You're not like you don't have another thing you like to indulge in, like a hot dog or a pizza. No, uh, you said snacks. Well, that's a snack to me. That's a meal. <laughs> well, something to eat. Okay, fine. Something to eat. So the the peanut butter things. Okay. And then you got to go with uh, a hot dog and poutine. Okay, yeah, gotta have a poutine. Actually, and if you go to the Bell Center, you actually don't get the smoked meat at the <laughs> yeah, Bell don't, Center. Don't do it. Don't do <laughs> it's, it. You're gonna be disappointed. Just go out after. Go to uh, Rubens or. Schwartz, yeah, shameless there plugs. There you go. Call me up. We'll do some business. A shout out. If you want another one, another um, one. So yeah. Okay. Cool. What about you? Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I I, I don't like to. I don't eat much. I, I mostly drink beer <laughs> at the yeah, games. See. But I'll, I'll eat some popcorn usually. Yeah. Or nachos. I'm a big nachos. Nachos. Guy. So are popcorn huge. and nachos are probably my always go tos. Okay. Uh, oh and. Yeah, maybe peanuts, but that's more baseball. Peanuts? Okay, so it can't always be Habs all the time, can it, Gibby? No. So now that you had your dessert before dinner, let's talk NHL. So which team has improved the most this offseason, and which team has taken the big, biggest step backwards? Um, I'm going to say the team that's most improved is the St. Louis Blues. Ooh, uh, they added centers, a lot of center depth, okay? Uh, they added Bozak and O'Reilly, as we know, for centers. Um, but, yeah, adding guys like Bozak, Maroon, and Perron through free agency, getting Fabry back after a brutal injury, um, I think St. Louis made a massive jump. And also acquiring O'Reilly through the trade and not having to give up their two top prized prospects yeah. in Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas. I think that's a huge win for them. I think this year is going to be a big year for them, and I think they will be making the Stanley Cup Finals. Ooh. You know, okay, top of the list, of course, uh, most improved, you got to say San Jose with the addition of Carlson, right? I think any team with two superstars like Burns and Carlson who are going to be, you know, competing for the Norris on the same team is yeah. pretty special. And... I mean, San Jose still has an elite group of forwards, so they're going to be a force. Some others could say the Leafs because of Johnny T. That one there, I kind of see, I need to see it to believe it because they lost a lot of goals from Bozak, JVR, and Uncle Leo, and no contract for Nylander yet, and they did nothing to improve the back end. So that's kind of a wait and see. Um, but overall, I have to agree with you, man. I really like what St. Louis has done. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought in O'Reilly, Bozak, Perron, uh, Patty Maroon is another guy they brought in. Yeah. Uh, young, you know, top prospects, like you mentioned, Thomas. They still got the young guy, uh, Fabry. Uh, they drafted Dominic Bach this year, who's supposed to be happy, pretty good. They got Tarasenko, Shens. I mean, yeah. And I think their strength, too, is they got a strong group of, of defensemen, too, yeah. in, in, over there. So with Pareko and. Um, Petrangelo. Petrangelo, and you still got Bo Meester, who's Edmondson. on kind of... Yeah, Edmondson. I mean, th- they got a good group of defense. Uh, they're a team to be reckoned with. I like the summer they had, and I think that they've improved enough to be considered a true contender. I think we might see them. It, it's going to be tough. I mean, the West is tough always. You still got your Nashvilles. You got Vegas, who seems to, to you know, who's gotten better as well. Yeah. I think there's still going to be a lot of teams to compete with out there. But Winnipeg Jets, I mean, this West has probably never been this strong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like them. I do like them to go up against those top dogs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so who has taken the biggest step backwards? Um, biggest step backwards is the Ottawa Senators. Ooh. Straight up. 
last season, they lost a score with Hoffman. The trade rumors of Carlson finally coming to an end when Carlson was traded to the Sharks. Uh, the trade, the trade itself isn't terrible, but they got a, like. Don't get me wrong; they got a few prospects with some upside. Um, but when you're trading a guy like Carlson, who is a franchise defenseman, you really need to hit the trade out of the park. And terrible, terrible. And oh, we should have mentioned. Actually, we didn't talk about that trade. Actually, we should have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> totally forgot. I'll it was talk so about bad it. I'll, that I'll, I deleted it from my mind. Yeah, I'll talk about it right now. In, in years to come, I think Senators may win the trade down the line with the two prospects they received. Mm, but still. They they're good. They're they good prospects. They are good, but not like. But, here, but here's, here's where it gets, it, gets, it gets a little odd to me. It's a conditional second pick that was involved. And in a franchise player, you should you're, guaranteed. You're, you should get at least one yeah. first rounder. And the condition the condition is He got a first rounder though, right? No, he didn't. No. There was oh no first rounder. And they don't even have a first rounder. Exactly. Oh, and call and them being bad, Colorado's gonna get so a good pick. Bad. And Colorado should be good this year. So they're gonna be getting a good good draft. Maybe they can just give Duchesne back to Colorado yeah. and get their pick back. <laughs> it but the thing is it becomes a first rounder, right? If the Sharks reach the final this year. But if the Sharks reach the final this year, it's going to be a bottom five pick. Yeah. Or, or like uh, between 26 and, or no, now it's 27 and 31, right? So Terrible. It's terrible, man. And then, like we just said, you're trading away your he first made, rounder for, yeah. for Duchesne. Dorian has made a mess and is in for a brutal season he this year. He made Mark Bergevin look like a genius. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's brutal, it's bad. Even the Jeff Skinner trade looks genius Yeah, compared. man. It's I don't know why this guy has a job or how he has a job. Yeah, did you so see that bad. clip? Oh man, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. that's where he was <laughs> So what what was the question again? Uh, I forget, man. So basically so for those of you that don't know, Google, I'm sure you'll find something. Google Dorian interview. Basically someone asked uh, the there's two guys he's on the panel. They ask him a question. I can't remember. It was something regarding the, like, what is there to be excited about or whatever. And his response is, we have a team. Okay, here you go. Hold on. I'll, I'll play the clip right here. One thing you're optimistic about in terms of the Ottawa Senators. So he pauses. <laughs> What's one thing you're optimistic about? Pauses. We're a team. <laughs> What? He paused for a while there. He didn't have nothing to be optimistic about. Like, I don't know if he's... We're in the NHL. I don't know if he's doing shrooms or something, or like he's in an alternate universe or something, but he is a disaster. The Senators are going to be... And the Senators are the, the team that's taking a step back. <laughs> Even though, like, nobody thought they could, they did. Yeah. Um, I think top of the list uh, for everybody is the Ottawa Senators... I'm going to go a little different route here. I'm going to go with the Chicago Blackhawks. I think that they have a bunch of declining uh, veterans. That defense has really not performed the same way. Uh, they have a concussed goalie, which he's injured right now. And if he doesn't recover, Cam Ward now becomes their starter. They have some young guys in like DeBrinket and, and some couple of younger guys that have some promise. But, I mean, you know, they usually try to do that big shakeup, mm -hmm. and it worked. 
in the past, but when they did that last season, it, it just it didn't work. Mm-hmm. It made them worse. And I don't see them getting better, especially with the strength of the Central Division. You've got Nashville, Dallas, Winnipeg, Minnesota, St. Louis, Chicago, even Colorado with a young, speedy team. It's a tough division. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even though they may have not gotten worse on paper, they haven't gotten better. And I think that in this league, that's practically the same thing, especially when around, you know, everybody around you, all the teams around you got better. I think that automatically makes you worse. Yeah. And a lot of people probably say that about the Habs as well, because they feel like everybody in our division has gotten so strong and we haven't really improved. So that's why people would say that we're one of those teams at the bottom. And I think that Chicago is probably that too. I just, I actually feel like there's more promise in us with a healthy carry price than there is in Chicago. So that's my choice. I like that one. That's a good choice. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. Okay. You know what time it is now, Gibby? What time is it, Louis? Weekly sports picks. Weekly sports picks. Weekly sports picks. Weekly sports picks. We pick them. Yeah, we do. Well, yeah. we don't pick them well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, man. So, both of us picked two games last week. Yeah. And both of us <laughs> did terrible. Oh, and two. <laughs> So we failed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're going to use that as a mulligan week, yeah. okay? Because we made a mistake of not asking Lizzie last week for her pick. So let's just erase that, Gibby. We don't have to talk about it. Just for, pretend like it never happened. What weekly sports pick? <laughs> Here's uh, the out. first, and this is the premiere of weekly sports pick for the Season three of yeah, Habilism. Sh- shout out Lizzie for letting us be her, like the scapegoat for us. Thank you, Lizzie. Thank you, Lizzie. Um, that's what new hosts do. Yeah. She's here to make us look better. So yeah. Thanks, Liz. Um, weekly sports <laughs> picks. So we're going to stick with one game each right now. We're going to choose football. We're going to choose upsets against the spread to win. Um, who's your pick? Well, considering you and Lizzie uh, took both my top picks, and kind of left me handcuffed here. Uh, Seattle's favored one and a half um, against Dallas. I'm taking Dallas to win. Ooh. I think Dallas's defense is Ooh. a lot better than people are thinking, and I think Dallas is, or Seattle's slowly creeping on the – they're on the decline here. Okay. So okay. I'm taking, I'm taking uh, Dallas. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. So Lizzie took New Orleans – to beat Atlanta at home. Atlanta's favored by three. Mm-hmm. And me, Lewis, I'm taking Oakland. Yeah, my number one pick. To beat Miami. Miami's favored by three. That was my top pick. Derek Carr and Coach Gruden That's are going to get pick. it done this week. I such thought they would get it done last week. They didn't do it, but this That's is the such week. such an easy pick for <laughs> no, you. No, no, no. Yeah. Hey, Miami's been pretty good. Yeah, against trash teams, but yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we are now going to go... Have a couple beers and get ready for the game. Yeah. Uh, and then you're probably listening to this after the game. So cool. I hope you enjoy the game. Yeah, <laughs> Last go night. Go Habs go. Go Habs go. Uh, that's S- it for us. See y'all later.
Have a great time. This podcast is brought to you by Rocket Sports Media. Be sure to visit allhabs.net to gain access to our podcasts and articles from all of our team members. Also, download the Sunspot app. Don't you want to know what the next hot app is going to be? Well, here it is. Download the Sunspot app. Create a room, invite your friends, and join the journey as this turns global. Sunspot, connecting people with creators.